0: Like when I sit back, about I kind of, get, kind of get emotional, you know, I have a coach, I have an agent, I have a nutritionist, I have my wife does so much for me on a regular basis, it's not even funny. And it's because all these people believe in the dream that I am trying to achieve, they believe that I can do it, they believe, want to see me do it, that they sacrifice their time, they sacrifice their energy, they serve me on a regular basis. And so I should take that and in turn, go and serve other people.
1: Hello, and welcome to Before the Lights podcast, stories behind high performers. I'm your host, Brittany Wilson. Today, I'm going to be interviewing Cole Sager. He's a former Division I football player and a six-time CrossFit game competitor. In today's interview, among many topics, Cole talks about fighting complacency and daring to dream big. This interview inspired me to really keep working towards my goals and my dreams and never give up. So I hope you feel the same way and enjoy this podcast. Again, if you do, just take a minute. All I ask is you screenshot this, share it on your Instagram stories, any of your social media outlets. Just help us share this story. Just make sure to tag Cole and I, and don't forget to subscribe. Thanks so much for listening. Let's get to it. Hi Cole, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today.
0: Yeah, yeah, thanks for having me.
1: Yeah, so where are you joining us from today?
0: I am in Spokane, Washington. Nice,
1: little
0: yeah, Spokane.
1: That's your hometown, correct? You're from Washington.
0: I'm from Washington. Uh, I'm I'm not from Spokane. I moved here two years ago with my wife. Gotcha. Uh, and yeah, um, we've uh, built a house out here. Now we're just making it up, making it home. She grew up uh, in uh, in Spokane, Genesee grew up in oh, awesome and uh, after college we both decided that Spokane was a good fit for us, so yeah. that's when we moved up here. but I was actually me I was born and raised on the west side of Washington gotcha. uh, a little little town called Burlington Burlington Washington.
1: nice yeah. so you just come came off um a pretty successful year. Uh, 2018 CrossFit Games. How do you think they went for you this year?
0: Yeah, the the CrossFit Games are fun. I, you know, I I absolutely love the games. I love competing there. I love being there. Um, I love I love so many aspects of it. Um, really, really happy with the with 2018. I thought I I personally kind of am. I guess I would say looking at it like kind of the turning point in my career. Um, I approached it learned a lot of new lessons along the way in 2018 yeah. um and I think that showed in my competitive season whether it be at regionals or at the games mm-hmm. um and so very happy with 2018 I thought the season was great but I am by no means satisfied with the uh placement or just I guess overall outcome at yeah. the games uh, I know there's a lot more that I can draw out and I can pull out and that's definitely something uh, that I want to do so um back to the drawing board to figure that out but i uh obviously i think I, yeah taking seventh place in 2018 was not the goal yeah. um i tell people all the time i compete in crossfit to win the crossfit games yeah that's that's what i set out to do every single year so um, it's back to the drawing board to see how we can better uh better prepare in 2019
1: yeah so. definitely ready for the new year but how do you think um, it went for you mentally this year versus in the years prior? And what do you think one of the hardest things, like maybe hardest events or most challenging moments for you um, in the games were this year?
0: Yeah, you know, I, one of the things that I have struggled with in a couple of seasons um, in years past was a bit of complacency throughout the year. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember thinking back to 2016. Um, I, I dealt with a lot of complacency from January through the Open and that kind of bled into training for Regionals. And I don't, you know, if, if you go back and look at my CrossFit history, my 2016 Regional finish uh, was fifth place. Um, and it was, you know, I think somebody may have overcome a in In at the time, it was the biggest comeback margin um, that anybody CrossFit I overcame a thirty-one point deficit to come back from out of came out of ninth place to finish fifth and qualify for the games in two thousand
1: sixteen.
0: Wow. And the only reason why that happened, uh the only reason why I was having such a tough weekend throughout the throughout regionals that year was because I was a little bit complacent in two thousand sixteen. Hmm. And then fast forward into two thousand seventeen, um I got a little bit distracted with all these little finite details. Like, oh, like, we'll we'll do this and we'll and we'll do this. I'll wear this heart rate monitor and yeah. I'll track my food this way and I'll sit. this. And it's like, I, I was looking at all these, uh, what people would call the 1%. Yeah. And I lost track of the most important percentage or the, what I would refer to as the 10%. Mm-hmm. And that's just really hard work. Yeah. Um, and I kind of lost sight of that. And I thought that if I... Dial in all these one so percent that I'm gonna I'm gonna be good and I'm gonna I have the secret formula now and there wasn't a secret formula the secret yeah. formula was get your butt in the gym and work really really freaking hard every single day yeah um and I think that was the mindset shift in 2018 that was when every day I woke up and I said I am going to work really really freaking hard today and I'm gonna get everything done. I'm going to do it to the best of my ability. Wherever my hands find themselves doing, I'm going to do it wholeheartedly. And uh, that was that was the mindset sh- shift um, from years past to, to this year. So.
1: Yeah. I can imagine that's hard, though, especially with um, a sport like CrossFit because it is so dialed in like that where you feel like those 1% are really going to add up. But at the end of the day, it's um, that hard work that really separates um, – people in the sport. So yeah, that's really interesting.
0: I think it's interesting that you say that because what I'm, what I say to people, when I refer to that is if, if you focus on all the 1%, you want a dollars and you can forget about the 10% Mm -hmm. and you can lose that. But if you focus on the 10%, the
1: 1%
0: falls into place.
1: Yeah.
0: So if You are working so diligent and so disciplined so hard all the time. You're not going to. If you're, you're going to. You're going to care so much more because of the work that you put in mm-hmm. that you're not going to let little one percent slip away. Yeah. Totally. But if you're trying to like game the system and look for one percent, mm-hmm. and that's what you're focusing on, then all of a sudden you start to lose sight of the most important percentages. Totally. That's hard work. That's the ten percent. So. Focus on the 10% and the 1% will fall into place.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And then as we were talking, it was, as we're recording this, um, your first day back to training. Um, what does it look like going forward to this year? I know there's a lot of talk about changes and different things with the games, but what is what is your main focus right now?
0: Uh, my main focus is um, to, right now in this season, um, is to just slowly start ramping training back up. Today, we, today marked the the first actual regimented training day of 2019. Mm-hmm. So uh, we'll take the month of September and we'll kind of start adding things on. Um, you know, like I, like I was saying to you earlier, if if, if I was to jump right back into uh, training like games style training, yeah. I'll, the wheels are going to fall off in a yeah. couple months, and like I'll just be worthless. So. Um, it's kind of like if you were to reverse taper. Um, so, you know, we're kind of tapering back into training now. Um, and we'll we'll ramp back up into that that way. So, um, when we start doing that, there's a lot of base building, just to find some basic things, some fundamentals that we want to work on. Um, one of those things was like, for me is muscle ups. I'm really good at muscle ups, but we can be better. Mm -hmm. So let's work on the fundamentals of a muscle up and make that, Really hone in, hone and dial that in better. And um, I think this is now—that's the time right now to do those kind of things. And then slowly again, ramp conditioning, ramp strength training, ramp um, aerobic aerobic capacity training. All of that stuff starts to ramp up at its right time throughout the year. Um, but right now, it's just let's find a few a few things, focus on those, grow those. But for the most part, low volume, just kind of ramp it up. Still want to have fun. Still want to feel fresh. Yeah. Make sure all the joints are still kind of in a recovery phase, mm-hmm. so it's really important to make sure that the body's healthy all the time. The joints are feeling good, uh, soft tissue is nice and malleable and mobile. So, yeah.
1: Uh, do you still yeah. do you still have fun with deer training? Like, do you find days where I mean, I'm sure there's days where you're more excited than others, but do you still kind of find that joy and that excitement in training?
0: Yeah, I love it. Um, <laughs> I like today. And, you know, Genesee came out, and I, I tossed. Uh, okay, I got. I got to say, it. it's, mm-hmm. I, I like um, uh, Cascada. Do you know? Do you know Cascada?
1: I'm not sure if I know what that is.
0: <laughs> so uh, way back in the day, back in high school, me and my buddy used to listen to Cascada all the time for youth. For oh. It's uh, the the song that we listened to was every time we touch. Um,
1: oh, okay. okay. I've heard that song. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Anyway, so um, <laughs> uh, I was I turned on that type of music <laughs> when yes. I was out out in the gym, and I hadn't come out into the into the garage yet. And uh, and when she did, like there was a song that I I just knew really well, and I was lip syncing it. And like I grabbed her and I started to dance around <laughs> her, and you know different things like that. And um, you know, so I find ways to make it fun, and I just kind of enjoy it. Um, I take myself too. It's easy for me to take myself too seriously, and if I do. You just kind of rob the joy out of it. So um, you know, control you can control. Throw the rest away and just kind of enjoy life. That was, that was kind of one of my mottos, um, my whole entire my whole entire life. I was just I ah, just enjoy life yeah. and just find little things to to make it fun. So yeah, we we do that. You know, we we do definitely enjoy it. We we find things to to laugh about to enjoy and. Um, try not to take ourselves too seriously yeah that's
1: definitely super important because especially with like being as focused as you are and I mean I know how I I feel this in a different way I know you played a division one sport too it's like it's easy to take yourself way too seriously and but I've kind of like focused more lately on just like you know you're playing soccer like just enjoy it you're not going to be able to do this forever so uh, I think that's such an important thing have you always found that um being important to you, uh, even when you're playing football and all that stuff, like having fun throughout um, everything.
0: Yeah, that it's, it's kind of interesting. It's um, it actually is kind of a, a pretty good segue into kind of some of the some of the things that I kind of grew up around. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you know, I was, I was telling you, telling you earlier, um, I grew up in an area. it was a small town. I grew up in a small town. We had about 5,000 people when I was growing up. I think the town's maybe grown to 10, a little farm town. It's not very big. Um, And it's in a valley with a bunch of other small towns. So it's called Skagit Valley. And so it's kind of one of those places, like everybody kind of knows the dirt around you or knows what you're doing or knows what your ambitions are. And just everyone knows everyone and nothing's kind of hidden kind of thing when I was growing up. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, just kind of, kind of going, growing up in a place like that, it was, you know, it's one of those places that it's kind of hard to get out of. And if you don't, um, it t- kind of, kind of tends to just suck you in, and you don't ever end up leaving. Um, and that's not a bad thing. It's a great place. I mean, I loved growing up there, and I love Sketch Valley so much. Okay, I miss it. It's beautiful, it's wonderful, wonderful human beings and people there. I don't ever want to lose sight of that. But. Yeah at the same time, it's a small town. So there's not a lot of, there's not a ton of opportunity. Um And so just kind of growing up in that town, it kind of, I guess, it kind of bred for kind of a nature of like, it's okay to be mediocre.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, it's okay to just stay in the valley. Uh You don't have to dream big. Um And if you did dream big, that's it was kind of odd. like It kind of caught people off guard. And a lot of people would say like, well, is that really possible? Do you really think you're going to be able to do that? Yeah. Maybe you could just focus on settling in and getting a job here. Or, you know, I could reach out to a contact I have and we could, you know, whatever it was. Yeah. Um, and uh, I was the first person in my family to go to a go to a university. Oh. Um, and not that that wasn't um, something that other people wanted to do. Um, like I said, it was just one of those things where like the valley just kind of can draw you in and yeah. can kind of keep you there. And again, nothing wrong with that. People who have great lives there um, and it's absolutely awesome and wonderful and there are many great human beings there um, that are just loving and caring. But um, I was a, I was an ambitious little guy uh, <laughs> growing up. I was, yeah, like I was, I was that little tiger that just wanted to... Um just wanted to achieve great things, do big things, mm. get out of the valley um and just yeah, just go achieve, go accomplish mm. and I, you know I had a lot of friends who uh didn 't really did and i i can 't say they didn 't like it they just didn 't really see it the same way. It was kind of like a yeah right dude like you're not going to go play division one at the university of Washington, or you're not going to start on varsity your freshman year. You're not going to bench 250 as a fresh, like all these <laughs> things, all these little goals that I would have and I would share with people. And I would get kind of turned down and I had a lot of naysayers, yeah. a lot of naysayers. And even, even to the point where I had a counselor in high school, um, when I told her that I wanted to go to the university of Washington and I went in, um, to go get you know some application stuff and some uh fill out some scholarship forms and different things like that we were having a talk and i was explaining like you know i'm gonna find U u-dub and it's kind of one of them it's it's my number one choice i'm not gonna apply to many other schools because that's the one i want to go to and that's the one i'm gonna go to and i was one of those people's like I, i'm gonna speak this out i'm going to i believe it's gonna happen so i'm not afraid to put my eggs in that basket yeah like i'm gonna make it happen and I remember being in the in the counselor's office and pretty much said like based off of like your education level you're not gonna be able to get into UW hmm.
1: it's
0: like you're you're dreaming too big like it's not gonna happen but like kind of thing no way and i was just kind of like okay like thanks but <laughs> I, i'm gonna go do it anyways like no i mean I appreciate your help. Thanks for the application. See you later. (laughs) You know, and I never, like, I never didn't like somebody because they would tell me that it's not going to happen. And I never really like got bitter about it or let it like get me down or anything like that. And I think time back into what we were talking about earlier and um, you asking, like, do you always enjoy life? Was that kind of something that like, do you, have you always found ways to enjoy football and training and, growing up when you had big goals like did you always yeah i I did because i I started to realize that there were so many people who were afraid to dream big Mm -hmm. and afraid to like dare to do something and accomplish something big. they had all this fear that held them back that i wasn't gonna let their mindset shift mine and scare me into mediocrity i was not gonna let that happen i was not gonna let that just like keep me where i didn't want to be i was gonna push past that so so what I learned to do is, like, teach myself, like, you know what, just enjoy life. Just enjoy the people around you. Enjoy the process of this. Mm-hmm. Having naysayers is part of the process. Yeah. Because people are afraid of it. And, 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 and what people often project on you is, is not anything to do with you most of the time.
1: Yeah.
0: It's actually a really big depiction of what's going on in their own soul. It's, it's internal turmoil that is going on inside them and people will often project that on you and so when i had these big dreams and these big goals and people all of a sudden telling me like no dude like that's not gonna happen friends laughing at me laughing at me Mm -hmm. thinking like yeah right dude like that's not gonna happen you're not gonna make it i was like that's not that's not true. What you don't believe that about yourself yeah. is what you're saying. Hmm. I'm going to do it because I believe it. But I, what you're saying is you don't think you can. Yeah. So you don't think I can. And so because of that, I kind of I just started to learn like you know enjoy the little things. Enjoy the weightlifting. I enjoyed waking up at five o'clock in the morning and getting into the weight room before classes, blasting some workout music. Mm and working out by myself yeah. because nobody else wanted to join me because nobody else had the ambition or the drive to do it. And then when people did come and finally people started to get that, I was like, even better. Now I have people to do it with. You know what I mean? So
1: Totally. I, that yeah, seems no. It seems hard to push through because I know that like it is pretty important. And like so many people say it, it's like surround yourself with people who lift you up or are on the same mission as you. And it sounds like, you didn't necessarily have that and just be and not anything against them. It's just they had different goals or they d- had different beliefs about themselves maybe um, than you had. So it was it hard to work through that? And did you always have that motivation? Like, where do you think that came from in you? Because it seems like since you can remember, you had that motivation to do something bigger. So where do you think that kind of comes from for you?
0: Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a pretty religious guy. Uh, well, I mean, I wouldn't even say religious as much as like, you know, that, that seems pretty ritualistic, but mm-hmm. as much as just spiritual, um, you know, really grounded in faith. Um, and that was one of the things that I, I think was stirred my heart as a young age, um, was just a strong sense of faith. Um, and, and, and I think that that's, that even grew farther into just, um, you know, more than just faith in God, but, um, more than faith in that something out there was, um, was calling my name, something out there big, um, was waiting for me. And that, you know, if I have a, um, you know, if I have a God as big as I do, then, you know, why should I, uh, settle for anything small? Kind of thing? And I, I don't know, I don't know how or why that kind of got stirred in my heart at a young age. Um, you know, but, um, you know, I think that that was something that, that I did grasp onto and it actually kind of protected me from a lot of things, I think, you know, just even growing up in a small town, I, you know, I was introduced to, um, you know, or just surrounded by things like alcohol and, and pornography at a pretty young age. Uh, just because, um, you know, we had some maybe our friends had older brothers and thought it would be funny and they wanted to expose us to it because they wanted to see how we reacted and. Um, you know, those kind of things kind of caught on to, for some of my friends and kind of pulled them in and it sucked them in. Mm-hmm. And I never, I was never drawn to it because I was like, you know what, like, I, I can't let this just can't let, take me away from, um, what I have going on and where I want to go. So, yeah. um, yeah, you know, it was just, it was, it, was, it was, kind of interesting. Just having that, that sense and that purpose from a young age, knowing that, I was going to go achieve something great, you know, and I referred back to uh, how I had a sense of people uh, all around me who I could, I could, I could sense a, like a, a bit of fear um, to, to dream big, to go out and do something big. And kind of growing up around that, it always kind of broke my heart, you know, because I think a lot of my, a lot of my friends didn't believe that they could accomplish things, big things. Yeah. Um, I started to see people like my like one counselor and other adult figures in my life, um, you know, s- settle for for things that they okay. that they didn't necessarily want. They wanted to do something bigger, but you know, maybe somebody told them that they couldn't, and they listened. Yeah. And uh, that's kind of when I said it. You know, I was probably even maybe early high school, pre-high school, maybe even mm-hmm. when I kind of like, you know what, like I'm going to go achieve and accomplish something big so I can go back and I can inspire people and I can motivate people and I can encourage them yeah. to push past their fear, to push past their boundaries, to uh, to strive for something great. I believe that all of us are capable of something, you know, something amazing. And I was telling you earlier, I think there's something inspiring about everybody's story. We just got to be willing to listen and they got to be willing to tell it. Yeah. And so, um, you know, when I kind of got that drive in me at a young age, I was like, you know, you're like, go build a platform, go build a platform, so you can reach people. That kind of just, that was kind of a launch into like, I'm not going to settle and I'm not going to stop. So, yeah, um, Yeah,
1: it's kind of brought
0: where I am today.
1: Yeah, totally. And and it seems like you're definitely using your platform for good. I mean, you're inspiring people with not only your work ethic, but it seems like you continue to strive for. Nothing less than kind of greatness, like, going away from that meteorocracy. And and I was going to comment on that, too. Like, I feel... And I I forget what book I read one time. It was just talking about how, like, there's a town or a city where, like, no Olympians have ever came out of. And then the second that one came out of that town, like, five more did in the coming years. And I think it's just that idea of... It's so easy to get stuck in that mentality of oh I this is what I do and this is my town and I like I don't have the opportunity to do something great and I mean of course there's circumstances where there are less opportunities but um in this case I mean just like having the idea and belief that you can do something different um that may seem crazy to other people but like you said, it's just so easy to get stuck in in that mentality of oh, this is this is just kind of it. And I think you've proven that it's definitely not. Yeah. So it's awesome. I
0: Appreciate that. Yeah, no, it kind of reminds me even like with Roger Bannister in the in that the, in the four-minute mile. Um, oh yeah. You know, it's like that that concept. You know, like once he did it, everyone like multiple people did it. Once yeah. he did it, people realized like oh, it is possible. I'm gonna go do it. You know, and. You know, I, I think that if we can all just kind of remind ourselves, if somebody else can do it, we can too. We have that kind of power within ourselves. We have that kind of greatness within ourselves. Um, we are creative something great, and, and we're more than conquerors. So, um, yeah, no, I, I love it. It I, fires me up. I get. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting all I'm gonna go train.
1: I know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> how do you? How do you continue to? Um, like you mentioned your platform, but continue to inspire people stay inspired yourself um away from that and like because obviously you know once you get to your goal of playing d1 there was something else you wanted to do after that like what have these constant transitions to bigger and better things been like for you yeah yeah
0: um there's a there's a quote out there and i'm gonna i'm gonna murder it but uh, i'm gonna give it a go um (laughs) by les brown um and it's essentially um, if you are willing to uh, push past and uh, try to achieve something big and you don't make it along the way, you become something great and you can look at something else and say, well, I guess I'll go do this then. Yeah,
1: definitely.
0: Because you've become so great in the process of chasing something big that it doesn't matter like, if you achieve or not. You have so many habits, rituals, um, principles that you yourself have developed in a big way that you can go look at a new venture and say like okay I'm going to go do that now and you're going to be successful at it because you have learned things along the journey and I think that a lot of people need to be willing to take a step outside their home and go on that journey. Yeah. Um, you know and I think that's a little bit of what I experienced with football. Um you know I I my goal my whole life was playing in the NFL. Like that was that was I was going to be a professional football player because I thought that that was going to build the biggest platform to reach people. Um, and we'll get back to the platform thing, but, um, that was, that was my, that was my goal. I was like, I'm going to go, I'm going to go reach people and I'm going to go play in the NFL. And then I had a friend sit me down at Chipotle <laughs> when I was kind of wrapping up my college, uh, uh, college career. Uh, playing at Dub, and he was like look you're gonna stop playing football here um you're gonna give up this dream of playing in the NFL and you're gonna you're gonna do CrossFit and you're gonna go go to the CrossFit games <laughs> and I laughed and I was like dude CrossFit is so lame oh my <laughs> no maybe push up some band. yeah I was just ragging on CrossFit like no dude like I'm a football player I do bench and squat like they do push ups and pull ups with the band. There's no way that I'm gonna do crossfit. <laughs> and uh, and he was like, dude, stop being so dumb and arrogant. Like, check these videos out. You're gonna love it. Blah 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 blah. And we fast forward, you know, a couple weeks. And I'm like, dude, I'm in love. Let's okay. When as soon as football's done, like I'm transitioning, go to the crossfit games. Oh wow. Like it was, it was really weird. I don't know, you know, it was a weird hole that I had um, on me, you know, and. Just kind of going through my college career, um, you know, it was pretty clear that I was going to have a really rough road trying to get into the NFL. And that was fine, but I believed that I could do it. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, make a practice squad and after practice squad, make a special teams team. And then after that, just kind of keep climbing the ranks. And it would be a long, hard journey, but I was willing to go it um, because, Mm -hmm. like, I believed that I was going to play in the NFL. Um, But when CrossFit kind of was like, came around, my friend said, like, you're going to go to the games. I don't know it hit me and it resonated like yeah like you're gonna go be a games athlete you're gonna train to win the crossfit games and you're gonna build a platform to reach people there Mm -hmm. and uh you know I fell in love with the community first um granted I had decided that I was gonna go to the crossfit games before I had even done a crossfit workout oh wow I had watched a couple videos like I hadn't even done a workout yet like so like I had no idea like I didn't know how to do chest and bar pull-ups I didn't know yeah. how to do butterfly pull I didn't know how to do nothing just like, the belief because that's what we did in football yeah <laughs> and, uh, you know I knew I was an athlete so I was like go to of the games I don't have to do one of these workouts I know I'm going to make this happen like that's fine wow. because I knew that I had grown things that I had to over that happened and I was good with that like that's all I needed yeah. So, um, so from there, it was just kind of like, well, good, like, we're, we're going to go do that now and uh, go wrapping back into the platform thing. Um, you know, you kind of ask like, like how maybe like I'm motivated or, or what not through the transitional periods yeah. to go from venture to venture. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and how I've gone from, you know, a high school football player to college to a CrossFit athlete and like. Like, why is there something steady along the way that's keeping me pushing? Yeah. Um, and uh, I feel pulled to build a platform, I feel called to build a platform, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, in order to people, encourage them, motivate them, inspire them. And um, it's actually interesting because when I have hard days, when I have really rough days, it's um, kind of get into this melancholy place, and all of a sudden, like, I can see. So I can see these like pair of eyes from somebody that I I don't know who they are and I don't know if I'll ever truly meet them hmm. but I know that that person's life is going to be impacted and the trajectory of their life is going to change because of what I'm trying to pursue hmm. and kind of enough to kind of keep me going is like I, I feel like I can I can sense that person, I can feel that person and somebody out there needs me to keep going on this journey and working really hard and pushing to drive things and learn new things and grow so they their life can be changed. Like There's someone out there um, and again, I, I don't know if I'll ever meet them. Um, <laughs> But I know that uh, I know that it's there. And that's uh, it's one thing that keeps me going for sure.
1: Yeah. And you've probably already met a few, to be completely honest, throughout all the things that you've done in um, the platform you've created. And how have you constantly um, stayed in line with kind of your mission and your goals to help affect those people? I mean, there's day to day things you do. You have to have the nutrition you have to train all that stuff but how do you tie that into still wanting to affect these people these people's lives
0: yeah i mean the the day-to-day grind can start to wear on you in a big way Mm -hmm. um you know and it can start to make you question whether it's worth to kind of push through things and um you know it's (laughs) are the daily disciplines worth it because uh, you know I, I actually have a um, my favorite Bible verse is Hebrews twelve eleven. it says no discipline is pleasant at the time but those who are trained by it know a life of righteousness and peace mm-hmm. and uh, whether you believe in the Bible or not like that is a like, that is a deep deep principle um, discipline isn't pleasant um, but those who are willing to go through the journey um, of the daily and disciplines and bear the grind, um, they're going to see fruit. They're going to see joy. They're going to see peace in their life. Um, and it may not be now, but it may, it, it will definitely be later, um, you know, for sure. Um, and it may be sooner rather than later. So, um, you know, it's one of the things that I, rely, I remind myself uh, when the grind starts to wear on me <clears throat> that, you know, it's like, you know, it's not good to be pleasant and it's not supposed to feel pleasant. It's supposed to hurt. Like it's not a comfort place so chase discomfort Get out of your comfort zone because nothing is ever accomplished nothing great is ever accomplished in your comfort zone it's outside of it yeah. it's when you're in discomfort it's when you're pushing yourself and, and 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 holding on to disciplines that are freaking tough yeah and so uh just kind of when that that grind starts to wear on me um obviously there's some habits and some routines that i that i try to make sure that i focus on i love journaling in the morning I absolutely love it. Just some quiet time, uh, write my thoughts down, write some prayers down, anything like that. So, um, you know, and just kind of get in the mind and in a good, healthy place. I love listening to some motivational videos or maybe a good sermon from a, from a pastor or something like that. Just kind of keep me grounded um, in, in, in my faith and in my beliefs and, just where I want to go. Keeping a compassionate heart—that's one of the hardest things. When you're going through a grind, and you're having just a just a tough week or day or month or year, and it just seems like the grind isn't going to stop. It's hard to have compassion for people around you who aren't working hard. Yeah, and that's one of the things you know. It's like I gotta make sure that I that I'm tending to that on a regular. Because I, I, I truly believe the two most important things on earth are the word of God and the souls of men. So if, if one of the most important things on earth are the souls of people, like you know, it doesn't matter how hard you're working or how miserable your day is. Like, like the person in front of you is really important. Yeah. Like, I'm passionate about people.
1: Yeah.
0: I want to see people live a, a stronger, healthier life. I want to see people's the quality of people's lives improve. I want to see people fight off diabetes. I want to see people metabolic disease. I want to see people achieve great things, get their first muscle up, go for the first run that they have in 20 years. Like I want to see those things yeah. because people are so dang important, so important. So it's like when the daily grind gets tough, I just kind of go back on my main principles and remember like how important people are. And that goes back to like seeing people's eyes. Like Like if I don't do this, I'm not going to affect more people. I'm not going to be able to help more people improve their quality of life. And because I don't that means that there, it may be only be five people, that's five more people who have a metabolic disease or, or five more people who, who die at a younger age because of the X, Y, Z. There's at least somebody out there that I can affect if I'm just willing to just go through the ground, yeah. to endure the ground. And so that's one of those things and and, and yeah, absolutely. There's there's uh, my own daily disciplines from nutrition to sleep, um, mindset stuff. Um, recovery is a huge thing. Um, you know, and uh, you know, that's that's its own separate I think podcast on what, mm-hmm. what that day looks, you know, or what all the daily disciplines look like. But you know, I I track my macros, um, I foam roll and stretch a lot, I get regular body work done. Um you know and and uh, like i said i journal and listen to things and yeah. um you know make sure that i'm sleeping anywhere from eight to nine hours uh, every night that's obviously one of the most important aspects of recovering is sleep so yeah. um you know it's kind of a discipline really it's like it's i think it's one of those things that people lose sight of um when you don't sleep well um you not only don't recover well, but you also have uh, more cravings, and mm. it's easier to let your nutrition get out of whack. Um, you know, and and uh, your joints actually, um, your body produces less fluids and stuff like that to keep your joints healthy, and your muscles malleable, and uh, you know, like there's a lot of different things that that go into it. But you have to kind of you have to find your daily disciplines that make the most sense for your journey wherever you're at whatever you're doing whether you're a business person an athlete or a soccer mom like there's daily disciplines for the quality of life that you want to achieve and you have to to those um yeah. you know so um, yeah that's kind of that's kind of what uh, kind of keeps me going it's just knowing that if I endure this grind um I'm going to be able to affect somebody in a positive way
1: yeah and all those little disciplines add up too. I mean, you mentioned a few, but I'm sure there's like countless um, little daily disciplines that you do that have made you great throughout the years and in, in all the different journeys that you've had. Um, and you spoke a little bit about your just wanting to be compassionate to anybody, especially when you're working so hard and and maybe you see someone who you feel like isn't working so hard. How do you maintain that compassion for um, just everyone and just be kind to everyone? And and why has that been so um, set in stone on your heart?
0: Yeah, um, I think it's been so set in stone in my heart, uh, just kind of going back to my faith and what I believe. And uh, because I truly believe that, um, people are one of the most, are are the most important thing on this earth. It's, um, you know, I, it kind of, it kind of makes it easy to set it in stone, but it's not always common practice. Um, and like I said, I have to, I have to constantly remind myself or find ways to, to draw that compassion out of me. And it's actually interesting because there is, there's a principle that people throw out all the time. And you mentioned it earlier. Um, but like, if you, uh, you are the sum of the, 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 the five most people you spend your time around. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you're the average of the five most, you know, the five people you spend the most time around. And uh, it's kind of interesting because when I start to lose compassion for people who aren't maybe working so hard or staying disciplined in their daily disciplines, it's because I've usually separated myself from those folks mm-hmm. and tried to be around the people who are staying disciplined and one of, the, one of the fastest and best ways for me to get out of that is to get around the people who aren't working hard, to be around them, to spend time with them. And I think that the people don't realize how valuable time is, it's the, highest, the highest valued currency that we can use. Um, and so when we invest time into someone else, we are making a statement, our action is making a statement that we value them that we mean something and, and we're not just making a statement to the outside world. We're making a statement to ourselves because we know how valuable our time is internally because, you know, we're all kind of selfish about our own time. Yeah. Um, you know, if, uh, if somebody doesn't get enough sleep or doesn't have enough quiet time or personal time, like I said, they kind of start to get edgy and they just want some time alone. Like I just want to be, you know, it's like we all kind of have an internal drive for our own time. So It's like, we know how valuable our own time is. So the moments that we get out of ourselves and go spend time with other people and be around those people who are maybe not working hard and we can pour into them and we can serve them and we can love on them and we can show them our lifestyle and maybe the way that we're doing it so they can learn from us or anything like that. Just find a way to get out and serve someone or care for someone or be with someone to spend time. It like, it pulls compassion out of your heart. You know, it's like, that's, I think that's, one of the fastest ways that I can kind of get back in that mindset of like, that's, that's what life's about. This is what this is about. It's not about me achieving something great. It's not about me uh, winning the CrossFit game. It's not about me making a million dollars in my life. It's not about this or that, or the other things. It's like, it's, it's about people. It's about the relationships in this world. It's about making people better and kind of going on this journey together. Like none of us are, and we're all in it together like if it wasn't for my wife like i would not be half the man i am today because she stands by my side every single day you know it's like i know that i can't do this journey on my own um you know, i have a team behind me who supports me in such an amazing way it's i can't like when i sit back about i kind of can kind of get emotional you know i have a coach i have an agent i have a nutritionist I have my wife does so much for me on a regular basis it's not even funny and it's because all these people believe in the dream that I am trying to achieve. They believe that I can do it. They they want to see me do it. That they sacrifice their time. They sacrifice their energy. They serve me on a regular basis, and so I should take I should take that and in turn go and serve other people. So, um, yeah, I think that's kind of how I keep compassion um on the forefront so
1: yeah that's amazing and I think you can see it even just through your platform of of how you continue to just be kind and serve others and and how that's your mission so um I'm excited for everything in the future that that you have to bring and everything that um you've shared with us today so I just have Two questions at the end. Um, the first is if you could go back uh, to before you began CrossFit, maybe even before football, what are two or three things that you'd tell yourself with what you've learned throughout the journey with what you know now?
0: Um, I would I would probably tell myself um, to have a little bit more faith. Um, to trust the process, to trust the journey a little bit more, that the journey is going to be harder than I think it's going to be, yeah. um, you know, back back then at least, and, uh, and to just keep working hard, um, working really, really hard. Um, but then secondly, most importantly, like love the people around you um, because if it wasn't for them, like you wouldn't be where you are today.
1: Yeah. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, and last question is if you never had CrossFit in your life, um maybe never had football, just what type of legacy would you want to leave? And I know you spoke on this a little bit, but what would you want to be remembered for um despite CrossFit?
0: Um I want to be I want to be remembered as um A guy who just gave everything, um, everything he had, whether it be uh, time, money, resources, energy, um, that he just poured himself out um, to love and care for people around him, to inspire people, uh, to improve their quality of life. And um, I don't think that everyone um, has the drive or has the feeling or calling to achieve something phenomenal and great and all this and whatnot. Um, but I think that everybody can have a good life. And that's what I want to inspire people to do, is have a good life. Yeah. Just enjoy life.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, and that's what I want to be known as, is is, is a guy who poured his life out so uh, that you can inspire and encourage people to have a good life, to improve their follow life
1: Yeah, absolutely. And you're definitely inspiring a ton of people. so. Thank you so much for sharing everything that you did today on the podcast. And like I said, I Mm -hmm. wish you luck with everything that you're gonna do in the future.
0: Awesome, thank you so much for having me, it was fun. I appreciate you uh, sitting and talking with me.
1: Thank you so much again for listening. And I hope you enjoyed today's story. Again, if you did, please help us share this on any of your social media outlets. I hope today's story inspired you to go out, live your story, and don't be afraid to share it.